I'm Sinead and I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured it could mean the end of our 21 year relationship. Warning! There will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You, the podcast that means everything. everything. Hello, this is episode one of Reasons to Dump You and it's my choice to kick us off. It is. So I've chosen a classic an absolute banger from the 90s. Go on. Fried green tomatoes. Oh, God. In brackets, at the Whistle Stop Cafe. But I don't think they used that in the actual film. I think that was just the book. Great. <laughs> Sounds great. You're excited, I can tell. Yeah, I'm looking forward to an hour and a half of it. i got to go make water. That's driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> and you know it's driving Miss Daisy. It's a completely different film. I'm livid. Good. But let's plough on. Um, why have I chosen fried green tomatoes? Because I have amazing memories of watching it when I was a teenager. I don't think I definitely didn't see it at the cinema. I think I must have seen it on old VHS. Nice, nice. Um, but it's just a brilliant story about female empowerment and relationships, and it feels like an epic story about quite ordinary things. Including making water. So, okay, so you think you're basically going to watch Driving Miss Daisy? So, literally, I know nothing about this film. Less than nothing. It doesn't make any sense, the title. I'm hoping that it's not about some sort of organic farmer <laughs> um, or a deep south, like, I don't know, whether they call them diner, where all they serve is fried green tomatoes. But I'm open. I'm not looking forward to it, but... <laughs> It seems to be very popular with the ladies. Controversial <laughs> thing to say. Oh I know. So I'm quite prepared to give it a shot, see what I think. But genuinely, I know squat about this. I didn't even know it existed really till I met you. Oh my goodness. It was originally a book by Fanny Flagg. <laughs> <laughs> That's helped. <laughs> trust me, trust uh, me. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. You're going to come out of this. You're going to be telling everyone to go watch Fried Green Tomatoes. I... Yeah, I hope so. I'll certainly be talking about Fanny Flagg for some time. Okay, well, I found it on Prime, so we're going to go watch it on Prime. Excellent. How much? I think it's four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. I believe Seems so. Seems unreasonable, but we'll do it. Um, Apple TV, three forty nine currently. Ooh. But depends when you might be listening to this, if you're listening to this at all. Um, and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you can pick the DVD up cool. quite quick if people still use DVDs. Yeah, I'm sure that some charity shop somewhere's got it. In the meantime, I have poured myself a lovely glass of Vino Rouge. That's red wine for the less continental listener. Oh, my God. <sighs> Delicious. Um, Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go watch Fried Green Tomatoes okay. and educate you a little bit. And we're back. We've watched Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. We first, have. First of all, I feel like I need to say, you're welcome, Brian. <laughs> okay. You're welcome to be introduced to this classic. Well, yes. I don't necessarily feel like I should say thank you. <laughs> I mean, yes, you should say thank you. Um, okay, a little bit of background then before we find out what you thought of the film. Okay. No pressure, no pressure. No pressure. Um, I had a little look online at Synopsis and the IMDb one um, was kind of the, the the shortest one in a nutshell. And it describes the film as a housewife who is unhappy with her life befriends an old lady in a nursing home and is enthralled by the tales she tells of people she used to know. Okay. I think that's quite succinct. It doesn't really give you a feel, feel for the film though, does it? No, wouldn't probably. really make you want to go and watch the film. No, it wouldn't, but it does kind of sum it up. Yeah, exactly. It does kind of sum it up, but there's so much more. Okay. There's so much more. Um, a bit more background. I thought I'd fill you in on a bit of background. I've done some research. Please do. Um, I think I said before it was released uh, in the UK in 1992, apparently on March 13th. I definitely didn't see it then. I saw it um, on video. The year I finished school. Oh my goodness, yes, you're very old. Um, it was nominated for two Oscars. Okay. 
Oh, yeah? Do you want to know which Oscars yes, it was nominated? Yes, please. I would like to know. At the 64th Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Jessica Tandy. I can see that. And Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. Haven't read the book. By? The the screenplay? No, the book. Oh, Fanny Flagg. <laughs> I've got a picture of Fanny Flagg for you. Oh, please. Because I felt like you needed to see what she looked like. That is pretty much yeah, spot on. Google. Really. I think people should Google Fanny Flag because yeah. Well, yeah. If we got any show notes, we could put it in that. <laughs> she looks kind of yeah, like a bouffant fifties housewife. She looks amazing. Yeah, I really she looks like, like her. a cool lady. Cool. And I also found out in my research of Fanny Flag that isn't actually her name. Well, what is Who'd her have name? Who'd thunk it? Her real name uh, was Patricia Neal. Okay. But there was already um, there's already an actress called Patricia Neal who was in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay. Um, and so when she went to register with the ac- actor's equity, she had to choose a, a different name. So she <laughs> so she chose Fanny Flagg. I mean... Why wouldn't why you? Why not? Yeah. Well, yeah, she did. And that, and so she stuck with it. Good girl. I don't see why she couldn't have written a book as Patricia Neal, but there you go. Anyway, so she changed her name. Excellent. So she became Fanny Flagg. So anyway, yes. So, um, yeah, the film was nominated for two Oscars. It didn't win either of them. It lost out to an actress called Mercedes Rule, who was in The Fisher King. Never seen it. Never no, seen the King? I haven't. So that's not on the list. No. And and Best Adapted Screenplay, it lost to Silence of the Lambs. Fair play. Um, so, yeah. You can, yeah, I mean, very different films. Yeah. Yeah. Um... However, it did... Same year as Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, 92, yeah. Totally different. Well, 91, 92, yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. You know, just in terms of tone and everything about them. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, It did pretty well at at the box office. Um, It had a budget of 11 million and it made about 119 million. Okay. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. That's like, what percentage percentage increase is that? Um, There's a lot of percentage. 100%. More, way more, way more. Way more. A million percent. No, Sinead, no. maths. thousand percent. No, Sinead, no. stop. Okay. I'm not good with numbers. Um, I've, got lo- I've got loads of facts about this film. Let's, let's, tell, let's, let's tell people why I loved it and why I think you should have watched it. Okay. <laughs> so let's do that first. It's just such a beautiful, heartwarming tale. I was a little bit nervous because I was thinking, I haven't seen this film in, I don't know, probably 15 years. Yeah. So I was kind of a bit nervous that maybe it wouldn't um, hold up. But it did from the very opening moment. The music started, I got all nostalgic. It's just a beautiful story about friendship and women and you're looking at me like... Like... Yeah. Okay, so basically it's it's a kind of a parallel story, isn't it? It's about a woman called Evelyn who goes to a nursing home, ends up meeting Ninny Threadgood, who retells the story of Iggy and Ruth back in like 1920s, 1930s Alabama. Yeah. And about the life that they lead together. I mean, someone has to say something about the name Itchy. Itchy, Itchy. It's not like Itchy and Scratchy, it's Itchy. I-D-G-I-E. It wasn't itchy when I was listening. Itchy this and itchy that. <laughs> itchy. Oh, my why God. Why itchy? You thought it was itchy. You watched the whole film and thought it was itchy. But why itchy anyway? Why? Everybody else got normal names. Ruth, well, it's Evelyn. A, it's, a, it's an abbreviation, surely. But everyone else is called Ruth, Evelyn, Frankie, things like that. And then there's another one called Itchy. Itchy. Itch, it's not itchy, Brian. Okay. Don't. Don't don't keep saying itchy because it's not itchy. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Yeah, so we 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 get uh, told the tale of um, Iggy <laughs> and Ruth yeah. in like yeah nineteen twenties Alabama. Um, essentially, I mean, it's a love story, really, isn't it? But there's nothing explicit kind of shown on the screen. Is it a story of love? Is it a story of friendship? Oh, 100% it's is a it love story. Is it a story of both? It's a love story. Apparently the novel is more explicit in the fact that they are having an effect, you know, that they are lesbian lovers. Yeah, I mean, uh, 100%. I mean, it's... Look, I haven't even told you what I think of the film yet. So maybe we should go to that. Okay. Route. No, but I just think, like, before I start commenting on it. So I did think it was a really nice film. 
Yes. No, I did. I mean, nice isn't a great word. But... No, no, no. It, you know, it was very enjoyable. It was a lovely story. Um, I thought it was very of its era, but not in a bad way. Mm. You know, I'm not saying that's oh, nineties. No, I think it was very good, but very of its era. Um, I thought it was an incredibly powerful female story, so I can see why you loved it. I can totally understand that. Um, I thought Kathy Bates, even though at first I wasn't convinced at the very beginning, was brilliant. She and was I think amazing. Jessica Tandy was phenomenal yeah. from the first frame right the way through at the end, especially when she had her hair done. Um, Lovely purple rinse. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Um, and then, yeah, there, there, I do have a few issues with it. I do. Um but I think on the whole, everybody was excellent. I thought the acting was excellent. I have one issue that with the acting. Um, but I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it would be a brilliant sort of Sunday afternoon film that you would thoroughly enjoy. Yeah, exactly. It's just a heartwarming film. It were, You know, it's not... It's a bit schmaltzy, but not as schmaltzy as it could be. Not as some films. No. Kind of in that in that realm are. I just think it's nostalgic. I love the fact that you know you've got two stories kind of coexisting, and I just love the fact that essentially it's just all about friendship. But okay, so the two stories coexisting mm. didn't mould particularly well together until the end. What? Well, there was no reason for her to dress in cellophane at the start. I'd yeah, she was trying to find like liberation and by wrapping herself in lots of cling film. Yeah, I, I just. By the way, there'll be a lot of spoilers here. <laughs> there, I just don't understand. It made no sense. One minute we're we're in the nineteen twenties and she's chatting to some old girl, and the next minute, later on, it made more sense. But at the beginning, it made no. I was like, what is the relevance of this woman? I didn't understand it. I didn't. Connect with she her. was lost. She'd lost herself. She was trying to find her you way mean, in life, and she learned all of this from Ninny. Not the cellophane. No, that was because she was going to these sort of women, you know, female empowerment groups, and 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 we and they said you can inject that. some, you know, romance into your life, into your sex life by wrapping yourself in cellophane. So I want to clarify Great gag. one thing. Yeah, you loved, need a lot of cellophane. Love, no, regardless of that. I'm, I'm moving on. From <laughs> body you would need a lot i think I'm moving on from the cellophane <laughs> okay. thing just i suppose it didn't land as well with me and when you started to laugh out loud <laughs> i just thought don't get it but the one thing that i thought came from this female group i'm turning pages so if it sounds awful i apologize kathy bates yeah says her the best line i wrote it down immediately the best line that she's ever said in any film ever in that female group. And it was, I quote, it, it, I can't even look at my own vagina. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. If you haven't seen the film, it's worth watching it <laughs> Just that. I can't even look at my own So that's vagina. that's when she's kind of in the second sort of, yeah, female empowerment group and they're all telling them to uh, it's take a different up. group. Yeah, so there's there's two different scenes. Jesus so the first Christ. the first scene um they're talking about um the friend says to her wrap yourself in cellophane to you know entice your husband and then the second one is where they tell them to get out their little hand mirrors and straddle their mirrors to look at their vaginas to embrace no, their I femininity know, but it was the same group oh yeah but it's a separate scene is my yeah, point yeah, yeah sorry yeah oh, absolutely yeah, sorry. separate scene but yeah sorry just best line wrote it down immediately <laughs> if you if we were filming this you'd be able to see me pointing at my book right now um, I, agree, scene, I agree with you. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I mean, I just thought that was absolutely brilliant. But Kathy absolutely Bates brilliant. is amazing in general. She's just completely heartbreaking and relatable. Yes. And yeah, yeah, she is. Even though I found her wig at the beginning really? completely distracting and absolutely horrendous. I didn't. However, because her progression was brilliant. Her progression from a costume and hair and makeup perspective was brilliant yeah. throughout the film she yeah. started off very big frumpy dresses yeah. um this big sort bouffant frizzy kind of yeah. kind of deep south look and as it went on she was by the end in power suits like pink power suits she had her hair was very straightened and and 
sort of on her head. Yeah. Her makeup. <laughs> hair is normally on the head, but yeah. <laughs> well, the wig wasn't all on her. Um, and then her makeup was actually done by a professional rather than look like she'd done it herself. So, like, no, but it was really well done. Yeah, no, I agree with that, yeah. So that brings me on to acting in general. Right. I'm getting nervous now. No, no, don't, don't. So, Jessica Tandy. Yeah. Tour de force. Tour de force. Brilliant. High praise indeed. Absolutely brilliant. Loved everything she did and said. And I'm not the world's biggest fan of Jessica Tandy. I don't dislike her, but, you know, like, okay. You like her in The Birds, though? Yes, I do. Wow, yeah, it is her. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I take that back. I love Jessica Tandy. It's brilliant. <laughs> Kathy Bates, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. She always is. Um, brilliant. The one who played Ruth. Yeah, Mary Stuart, uh, Mary Louise Parker. Played Whoever Ruth. she is. So, yeah, Mary Louise Parker. Absolutely beautiful with a crazy glint in her eye. Yeah. You can see why everybody loved her in it. She played it really, really well. Oh, my God. You're going to criticise Mary Stuart Masterson, aren't you? If that's the <gasps> blonde one. That's itchy. Itchy. Oh I God. don't oh my God. get her at all in mean? it. You don't get her. I just don't get the character at all. She's Firstly. Firstly. This is probably the worst thing you could have said. Firstly, Ruth and Itchy uh, get to know each other at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Itchy is about Itchy. itchy. It's about Come on. eight. And Ruth's about fifteen. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. They bump into each other 20 years later. Ruth is 25 and Itchy's 25. Didn't get that. Okay. Secondly, Itchy was like some... (laughs) Stop it now. Come on. Itchy. Itchy (laughs) was like some fucking hobo in one part, slightly demented, hair all over the shop like she'd cut it herself with a razor blade. And then... She turns down Frankie, whatever his face is, who ends up with Ruth when he's standing by the car and he says some comment to her about catching fish and she's like, dressed like... Oh, I don't think... I Yeah, I think he was there for Ruth all along. I don't think Probably, was, yeah. but dressed like... Um, she's dressed like something like from Huckabee Tom thing. Sawyer, yeah. yeah. And and she goes, oh, you think I don't know? <laughs> and she walks off, awful acting. I mean, atrocious. She walks off. Looking like someone who's never worn a pair of shoes in her life. We go back to her three minutes later. She's got a very neat kind of Coco Chanel bob that's all been waved and got this lovely like wet product in it. And she's still going, oh, I hate you, priest, whatever his face is. It just none of it fit for me. And I didn't like her accent. And I thought she was pretty hammy. <gasps> I mean... I was a bit passionate there. You've, I literally, that. you've literally stabbed me through my heart because... Rewatching this now, I was like, I, I'm itchy. I thought when I was, and you're not even surprised by that. No, I'm not. Like I 100% am, am itchy. She's Big a Les, tomboy. Star next to it. You love a tomboy. Yeah, you have written that down as yeah. well. You yeah, love a tomboy. I do. I do because she doesn't play by the rules. She's doing her own thing. She's not. Yeah, I completely. And I think that. That was the character I related to when I first saw this film as a teenager, probably about 14, 15. I was Iggy. What I realised watching this again is I'm now Evelyn. I'm now Kathy Uh, Bates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the the absolutely brilliant scene between Kathy Bates and Jessica Tandy where Kathy Bates is basically in tears and I can't stop eating chocolate and what's wrong with me and I just, you know, my life's a mess and... um, she basically tells her that she's going through the menopause and Kathy Bates just starts crying and says, I'm too young to be old and I'm too old to be young. And it's like, shit. Now I'm I'm there. I started my life as Iggy. I've ended up as Evelyn. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not a maybe bad that's, thing. It's maybe just gone that's off track the somewhere. metaphor, though, for all women. Maybe more than you think. Maybe they all feel a bit, you know, like yourself. Either Iggy or Ruth. Was that her name? Yeah. Ruth? They... they identify with one of those two but by the end of it you're either Jessica Tandy or you're Kathy Bates yeah because the two were kind of a reflection of each other oh because let's face it I wrote very 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 early in the film which was a little bit upsetting for me but I did excuse me I'm referring to my notes I mean the old girl and Iggy are the same oh so did you think that quite early on oh totally totally but that wasn't like 100% 
Oh, sorry, major spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of this makes any sense if you've not seen the film. I feel like no. we could have at least yeah. gone over the maybe plot you to some degree. Maybe you should have watched it first. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Yeah, so there's, 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 there's a couple of moments in the film yeah. where it's implied or hinted that Iggy yeah. is Ninny. So the Mary Stuart yeah. Masterson yeah. character is the Jessica Tandy yeah. character grown up. Yeah. Namely, hugely at the end, yeah. um, when the pot of honey is left on the, yes, on yeah, the yeah, grave. Yeah, and, yeah um, totally. But I think what I... I, I don't want you to think I didn't enjoy the film. I absolutely did. And I loved every second of it. I just think... You just hated my most important character at that no, point. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I think what it was was, for me, I would have asked her to play it a little less. I think she went full tilt hillbilly. And I don't think that was necessary. I, I think, you know... That's not to say she doesn't know what she's doing. Clearly, she does. She's a brilliant actress. But for me, that was a little bit too full tilt. Because there were also other, there were a few other things that kind of let the film down for me. Let the film down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here yeah, we yeah. go. Okay. No, Listen, no, I need no. to make a note that you're an edgy hater because that's quite, you know, important. That's a strike against you. Okay, <laughs> carry understand. on. What else let the film down, as so, you say? So, for a start, the production design. Mm. There were elements of it were great. Yeah. But it was very murder, she wrote. You mean as in it was very kind of... If Jessica sets. Fletcher had walked but in the middle of that set, she wouldn't have looked out of place. Wasn't that part of the charm? That it looked kind of like a quintessential set or a... I thought that was charming. I thought it gave the film a fairy tale air. Yes. Don't you think? That's what I think. Yeah. I'm a little okay, scared. you didn't like the sets, another black mark against you. <laughs> Set hatred. It gonna... wasn't the hatred. Well, but it wasn't dis disdain. No, it was overlit. It was lit it was lit like it was shot for TV. I don't believe the studio had any faith in it and they shot it for TV and they realised it was really good, so they released okay. it. Okay. All right. It's another black mark against you. No, though. no, no. Because when they saw it they realised it was really good and it should be released. But it looked like it was lit for TV, not lit for the cinema. Okay. That's a personal thing. Okay. The music was incredibly generic. Again, like it was made for TV and then got shifted into the cinematic. I'll be honest sphere. with you. I looked at the, the director who is called John Avnet. Right. And he has done a hell of a lot of TV yeah. uh, movies. Yeah. Um, this was actually um, his first feature film. Right. He did okay. a TV movie in 1986. He'd done an absolute shed load of production. He'd, yeah. he'd been producer on a load of things, but in terms of sort of yeah, he did. He directed a TV movie in '86 and then this. Yeah. So, so he probably did have a strong t television background. Yeah, I maybe. assume he did, and and like you know, even to an extent, which it wasn't, but even like Jewel and things like that. Yeah. You, you can see it was. We're going to put this on TV. Oh, actually, it's really good. We're going to release it. You know what I mean? Okay, well, you might get a, get a jail card then for your set hatred. I'll demote that to... No, mm, no, 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 no. Overlit. No, 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 no. Um, then I thought the scene where Big George... Mm. See, I did watch. I, yeah, so Big George is Iggy's right-hand man. Yeah, so... Beautiful character, beautifully played. I recognise that actor, but I can't think from what. Anyway, yeah, he probably right. should have looked it up. Um, when Big George is getting the beating, oh my God. By the clan. So, yeah. Um, so this is the part when... Um, they're whipping him outside. Yeah, the cl so yeah, the clan have come yeah. and they've, they've taken Big George and they're whipping him. And Yeah, and I mean, the thing that I wrote down when I watched that, was um oh dear what was it it was basically that well it's along the lines of white people have fucked scum <laughs> yeah i mean it just makes you ashamed it it was just horrible it was it was absolutely horrible and it just is a, the worst you know portrait of the south i'm sure not everybody in the south mm. is like that but like 
my God, if that's what the South of America was like. Yeah, which, which I'm sure, yeah. I, to yeah, quote you, was, crumbs. Yeah, crumbs. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No, which is it's... the biggest understatement ever. But that was that was a really good scene. It was really harrowing. And there was a couple of other bits like that that I thought were beautifully done. And I thought the two main characters, regardless of whether I enjoyed, I think it was the accent more than anything else, but regardless of that, mm. um, you know, they were beautiful people and they were beautiful characters. And I thought it was a really positive life-affirming story, even though it starts on quite a sort of harrowing note with, the van and the truck and the train crash and you know all that sort of thing yeah 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 but i thought genuinely it's sort of like one of these really life-affirming positive things um i've just seen a note i wrote which isn't particularly relevant but says what but during the food fight one thing the first things i wrote is they won't be getting a five-star rating anytime soon <laughs> from the hygiene board <laughs> yes so the food fight between ruth and iggy in the back of the cafe that that was like that was the love scene that never they they didn't you know oh okay they they weren't okay you know the production wasn't ballsy enough to actually have them do didn't didn't you think didn't you think that was like you know the replacement of the erotic love scene that yeah I mean I thought it was really well done because I thought you know the policeman who came over whatever his name was Grady Grady um, you know, when he was like, you know, you're embarrassed yourself, what are you doing? It, it was really well done because it was evident. It was... Ooh. A little alarm yeah. for you there. Um, it was evident that it was night time. Um, it was evident that... Um, night time? I know. That That's because that alarm's gone off. You've it's got totally thrown me confused. <laughs> it was evident that it was a love story. It was evident that they're more than just friends, you know. I mean, I think the whole love story part was done really well considering it's a shame that it couldn't be shown do you as think it they should be have been today. yeah do you think they should have been because come on this was the early 90s I think it they could have done it but yeah i think it would have added a lot of punch yeah to the story yeah that maybe would have tipped it for me to that next bigger next level, level. Yeah, like, yeah yeah would have made it seem less murder she wrote <laughs> and more big do you know fish. do you know what like you know how much i love murder she wrote so that is not a criticism in my book. It's but I feel like it is meant to be a criticism. No, no, so no, that's no. a black mark against you, I think. Oh my god, I'm doing well. So we're not gonna I make think, it to the end like of this the together. actual the actual references I put for it for me was it was very big fish meets Forrest Gump. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, totally because it was all about stories yeah. that weren't true yeah. you know the ducks flying away with the lake yeah. uh, and how stories are what are important to people and yeah. friendships are what are important to people because in Big Fish he's got all his friends and he tells a lot of stories that are not true but there's an element of truth in all of them yeah exactly and then you have the Forrest Gump element and I mean I thought Forrest Gump was pretty much a rip off of this someone from the south who achieves loads and does loads yeah, I know, I I know it's kind of Gump, but yeah. out there Yeah, but it's like this deep south tale of people who shouldn't be achieving anything that do and they kind of I don't know, it was this kind of almost mythical character. They yeah. have a mythical edge to them because, you know, Iggy was kind of this almost real retelling by Ninny of herself and her own life. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the yeah, important yeah. thing was that her story lived on. Yeah. And that's very big fish, very uh forest gum. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I didn't think of those comparisons at all. I think so I just me, got completely was... swept away. Of reliving this lovely yeah. and it had some beautiful black humor the perversity that the policeman who was investigating freddie's disappearance was actually eating freddie frank frank yeah what frank his name's frank who's the guy that got killed the ruth's husband was called frank not i thought he was called freddie no it's called frank he was called freddie absolutely not well who the hell's freddie i have no idea he's frank i mean they both begin with f or so. do they call him frankie they might call him Frankie, yeah. No, it's Freddy. It's not Freddy. I've written Freddy everywhere. Oh, oh my no, God. Frankie. Okay, it is Frankie. Sorry. No, Freddy. You just said it is Frankie. It's Freddy. It's Fra Oh, Frank. Now you've confused me. That's a black mark against you. <laughs> trying to confuse me. Okay. So, sorry about that, Frank. Folks. It was Frank. Frank, or oh, Frankie, Lord. as they called him. Yes, Ruth was married um, to Frank, who was a wife yeah. beater. The sheer fact that the policeman who was investigating Frankie's disappearance had been eating him. I know, how great is that? Secrets in the delicious. sauce. Yeah, was brilliant. Love it. I loved all the bits with the female groups, with Kathy, 
loved all those except for that first one which i didn't understand but i did enjoy like you know asking her to look at her own vagina yeah it's brilliant um all the sort of intense stuff that she wasn't comfortable with i love the scene where she's smashing into the the beetle after they steal her space yeah that's what i was going to say that's the probably one of the best it's scenes one of the of this most film. it's one of the few bits of that film i'd actually seen yeah. elsewhere beforehand yeah you know that scene is iconic to wonder i mean it's just oh the best who hasn't wanted to do that who hasn't wanted to ram someone or so again another note everyone's probably very bored of my notes but you're gonna have to live with them i wrote here your new nickname Sinead? yeah to wonder, to wonder yeah 100 percent. to wonder i'm to wonder i am i'm i yeah i'm totally on board with that <laughs> that's not going to get you off the black marks that you've created during this conversation and then I said if you're in this film you would not want the name Buddy it's not it's not a lucky name yeah. one loses his life the other one loses his arm yeah not a great name um, no I just I really really enjoyed it as you can tell because I, I have notes and I'm talking about it and I really enjoyed it and, and I will give it a very good star rating and I think it's well worth the credit that it gets I really do um the most i think i think it's got everything it needs to have it's got humor it's it's got drama and it's got emotion probably a little bit manipulative in places but i think it totally 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 works yeah. and that that end scene when we get to the very end of the film and kathy bates as evelyn goes to see ninny um and she walks in and she's no longer in her bedroom. And oh, yeah. there's a nurse taking down all the roses that she's pasted onto the wall. Yeah. And she says, oh, the, the lady in here died, so they've told me to clear it out. I knew the lady in that room hadn't died. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't. I knew the end of that film. Mm. I knew it was going to be okay. Could I stop myself crying when Kathy Bates is completely losing it and, like, grabbing the roses and trying to paste them back onto the wall and... You know, have some. How could you do this? Oh my god! I, yeah, I was in bits. Oh yeah, I beautiful. was in bits. Even yeah. though I knew the other nurse was about to walk in two seconds later and say, "What are you talking about?" You Spoiler know. alert! I mean, this is you know full of spoilers. Um, and I just think, I just think, if a film can make you feel like that on repeated viewings, then it's it's a stone cold classic, Brian. It is. It is. But. But. What's the bit butt? with the bees <gasps> in the tree. Oh my god, you just hate Edgy. It's fucking stupid. What are you talking about? It's fucking stupid. Why? I've written the words fucking stupid. I mean, it actually made me feel sick. So they go on a picnic. It made me feel Let's sick. Let's just remind people. I they go on, <laughs> they go on a picnic. Why are we reminding anyone? Well, you know, they might not have gone and watched the film. They go on a picnic. Edgy basically says she's going to go and get some honey. She walks over to the tree where the bees do. have created the honey and she reaches in and takes the honey straight from the hive. Okay. And is covered in bees and brings it back to Ruth. So. Oh, I've oh that scene is so she very goes, important. It's not. Well, go she on. goes over in a linen shirt and uh, she reaches into a hornet's west <laughs> nest and she pulls out a piece of honeycomb that's clearly been cut from a packet. But regardless, she stands there in a linen top her arm's not covered, her face not covered, and she is not stung to death by what are the most venomous, vile creatures <laughs> in the world. It made me feel physically sick. She was basically the candy man. <laughs> I didn't like it. She was all over her. If you have an issue with bees and wasps, clearly I don't. I'm very <laughs> Yeah, you're masculine. fine about it, totally. Very masculine. Never had a problem with them. But... It made me feel physically sick. I wanted to leave you, the room. Why would they ruin a very nice film with such a hideous scene? It made you feel physically sick. You wanted to leave the room. You need to have a word for yourself. That scene, I wrote that down as well, because that scene, oh. that is the scene where Ruth falls in love with Iggy. When Iggy walks back from that tree, oh my God, did you not see this? The whole the little nuance of her look and the way she speaks to her and she calls, oh, you're just... I've a, seen a bee whisperer. A bee charmer. Bee charmer. Bee charmer. But I never knew they existed. Oh, Alabama, fine Norfolk, lovely. Um, <laughs> that That's the moment for me that Ruth, Ruth realised that she loved Iggy and that this was a person that she had never, ever, ever experienced before in her life and she was just completely enthralled by her. And 
trivia fact of the day, Mary Stuart Masterson did the uh, did that stunt on her own because the stunt double that was meant to do it pulled out at the last minute. So it's actually her. Me. It's actually her going up and doing that bee thing, according to the internet. Well, <laughs> I don't bloody blame them. To be honest, I don't know how the bee wrangler must be a lunatic. I don't know how he managed to get all of those. I mean, they were clearly all over. That wasn't CGI. Not then, anyway. You'd have known yeah, yeah, in 1992 no, if yeah, they no, were CGI. That was her walking back from the tree with all those bees on it, yeah. See? Was, commitment to the craft. It, no? was it was hideous. Well, we all have different definitions of the word hideous, clearly. But clearly very well done. Okay, so what I'm getting from this is that you enjoyed the film. I did. I really did. I really did enjoy the film. Um, like all films, I have issues with it. I always will. I, I think some things were remarkable were, were marvellous you know I thought the stuff in the old people's home the fact it was all very brightly coloured um, you know the furniture was all very bright The there was always very lots of sunshine in there and stuff like that the fact that it wasn't a depressing old people's home yeah. matched Jessica Tandy's character which I thought was wonderful um, the river stop uh, cafe the fact that it was in a town whistle that stop. was all sorry whistle stop why river stop anyway the fact the whistle stop um <laughs> was in a town that was otherworldly. Yeah. Again, that's probably what made me think of Big Fish. You know, why doesn't it have tarmac on its road? I mean, yeah. I could understand back in the 20s, but it didn't have any tarmac on its road in the 90s. It was kind of abandoned, though, wasn't country. it? It was kind of been left to... Yeah, but yeah. not you, since you the still 20s. Think they could, well, so, well, she moved out of her house a year earlier to move in with her friend into oh, yeah, the old people's true, yeah. home. So there were things like that, you know, and the fact that that didn't affect her when she went back to the house... And her house had been stolen. But I can understand that upsetting her. But everybody else in the town had died. She didn't mention that. Well, maybe she was, was the last of the Mohicans. Maybe, maybe when she left, she was the only one maybe. left there. Anyway, that's minor stuff. If I'm picking on that, it means I enjoyed everything else. I really enjoyed the opening shot with the, the pickup truck being taken out of the river. Yeah. I really enjoyed... Um, the role of the supporting cast in it. I thought all the supporting cast were brilliant from... The lady who looked after a G, um, what was her name, Sissy or Sissy? Yeah, well, she was played by Cicely Tyson, wasn't she? Um, anyway, yeah. amazing actress. Yeah, the guy who played Frankie, was. who went to get the kid, amazing. Um, got totally mixed up with who he was. He was actually in The Shape of Water, apparently. I looked him oh, up. Oh, was he? Yeah. Um, the guy who played the drunk, I thought that oh, was beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was really well done. You know, I thought it was a really life-affirming, Brilliant story. I just, I think it's a shame that it didn't probably have the financial backing, but maybe that's what makes it so charming. 11 million was the budget on that. That's not a lot. In 1990 something, 1991, yeah. Probably filmed in 91, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I just, it was a brilliant, beautiful film. Well done, them. And and yeah, thank you know it was great. So, so so is that thank thank you no. thank you Sinead for introducing me to this <laughs> fantastic film. Do you know what I've got another brilliant thing to tell oh, you tell me, about tell this me, film? Tell me. More facts. The so the screenplay um, was given to a writer called Carol Sobieski. I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly. Right. Um, and originally it was going to be written as a musical. Yeah. And they were like, no, we don't want it to be written as a musical. Um, but she came on board to start writing the screenplay. What else did she write? Probably one of the greatest musicals ever. Annie. How could you not love that? So Carol Sobieski, who was co-screenwriter on this, wrote Annie. I mean, that if that's not just sealed the deal for you, I don't know what has. Oh, well, yeah, true. Is that giving it an extra nudge up? No, I can see with some of the comedy stuff that is very similar, like with The Judge. Mm. Uh, that was a brilliant scene with the... The trial. Yeah. And he's in there with the trial and, um, you know, where he gets both the councils to, to approach the bench yeah. after the, the priest has said, you know, his bit. And he's like, I don't want to waste my time. I don't <laughs> care sort of thing. I really like that, Judge. I just thought, yeah, good. It's a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that scene worked really, really well. This sort of thing. I, I just really enjoyed that. And the stuff with Kathy Bates and Ed. I mean, I wrote that pretty early. So Kathy Bates' husband is called Ed. Yeah. It? Um, for people who don't know and straight away one of the first things I wrote was God I'd leave Ed yeah I know he's a bastard to quote quote a friend of mine he's a bastard man 
And that is the that is the god on the street. There's a lot of <laughs> bastard men in this film. <laughs> he is not a bastard. What he he's just Oh pumped. another okay, making a note of that. Thinks Ed's a hero. I don't. That's I don't what like I'm hearing. It. That's but another black mark. Ultimately, he's misguided and he's a sweetheart in the end. He tries to sort it out in the end, right? He just I mean, forgets. He's taking stuff for granted. That's all it is. Like bastard men. <laughs> like bastard men do. I mean. And. Oh, no. One thing, the first thing I wrote down when this film finished that I should have mentioned much earlier on. And I quote, uh -huh. is the whole reason you made me watch this <laughs> film to tell me your mum is moving in? <laughs> no, but that is being logged in the old memory bank to be used at a later date. Because what a brilliant, brilliant way. How could anyone refuse, refuse that request? That's fucking genius. She wanted to move in an old lady he doesn't know. Yeah. And she couldn't understand why he yeah. was being so unreasonable. Well, he was being unreasonable, wasn't he? She, she, she explained to him. I'm moving Malcolm in from down the hall. I mean, he lives next door, darling. He's practically moved in already. That's not the same. Totally the same. Absolutely the same. But you've given me a great idea and I will share that with anybody who needs help to convince their partner to move in their elderly relative. That's insane. Get them to watch Fried Green Tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. Straight away, first thing I wrote is the whole reason you made me watch this film to tell me you're moving your mother in. No, but great. You've really given me food for thought there because in five years' time when you've forgotten that, guess what we'll be watching? Jeez, I know. Uh, one last fact of trivia for you. Okay. Um, there is now a real Whistle Stop Cafe that you can visit if you're in America. In America. Um, in the town of Juliet in Georgia. So they filmed in, in this town, Shouldn't Juliet. Shouldn't be in the town of Whistle Stop. Wow, maybe they'll rename it. I don't know. Um, they filmed in the town of Juliet in Georgia and it was an old hardware convenience store and they obviously remade it as the cafe and then when they'd finished filming, the proprietors decided, oh, well, they probably decided kitchen. I mean, yeah. It's sweet though, isn't it? I would think it's lovely. I would go there. The one thing I want to eat, though, now, desperately, is fried green tomatoes. They're eating them all the way, like, at the end. You can stuff. get the recipe online. I can make you fried green tomatoes. We don't have any green tomatoes. What, in this whole country? No one knew, Sinead. You'll try and make them with, like, red <laughs> tomatoes. Or I've got an orange. Can't be that much different. <sighs> Another black man. You know, I try, and bring, I try and bring a little bit of magic into your life. And what do I get? Nothing. But you can go there and you can have fried green tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe in Julia, Georgia. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So if we, you know, we're ever allowed to travel again. Yeah, if the pandemic ever lives, <laughs> our first stop. Julia, Georgia. I would love that. Okay, so we're going to have to get to the point of your scoring uh, for this beautiful, beautiful film. Okay. So we're going to do this out of five VHS tapes. Obviously, five being the top score. The dramatic aeroplane flying past, if anyone can hear it, it's probably spoiling this. But then no, 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 I timed that perfectly. So ah. come on, how many VHS tapes are you going to give it out of five? So, I'm actually going to review what I originally wrote down. After this chat, I think I'm reviewing it a little bit. It better be going up, because if after this chat is going down, I'm going to be livid. This is supposed to be my rating, <laughs> not influenced by you and threats of divorce. No, but you might... I mean, you can't get divorced if you're not <laughs> married. But no, but sometimes you can appreciate something more once it's been explained to you. Uh, <laughs> so, for idiots such as myself who need things explaining to them, mm -hmm. I think this film is worth a solid four VHS tapes. Oh! <laughs> That's what it's getting. Four VHS tapes. It was three and a half, but actually as I was talking about the different scenes I liked and the different things I liked, because for me, the music really affected me. Really affected me. In a me. good way? No. I didn't Did you not why did but that It was it was it was electronic and generic and it was a shame. It could have opened the story up much more. <sighs> but that really affected me and and the very beginning I didn't 
get why one thing was showing and the other thing was showing. I didn't oh, understand. If you've got to but, that age where you can't handle like dual storylines, you get confused. What year am I in? Oh, and that was my feet. It's that situation, isn't it? Please note the lack of uh, chat <laughs> on this side of the room. Okay, well, four's good. I'll take four. Thank you. Four's a no, very, four, very strong. I think four was great. I think, you know, Kathy Bates, Jessica Tandy, um, the acting I thought was, you know, on the whole brilliant. I thought the different elements were beautifully played out together. I thought it was very funny in parts and very heartwarming in parts. And I just thought, if you're going to show, if you've got a daughter of around 13, 14 years old and you want to show them a life-affirming story, or a son, I mean, it doesn't matter which, yeah. really, but I just thought it was a really positive message for girls and for women and, and in terms of, you know, you, you don't have to have a man around to be someone who starts, you know, two women start their own business, run yeah, it in a exactly, very gracious exactly. neighbourhood. Strong... And actually she's still encouraging other younger women to be their own boss later on when she's in a home exactly and, this is a film about female yeah, and empowerment and about friendships and and things like that so i just thought yeah great great film um four four vhs four tape. okay i'm going to accept that on that friendship note i i wrote down at the end um ninny says the most important thing in life is friends yeah. best friends yeah and i think that sums it up for me that's the most yeah. important see i even feel emotional just repeating that line yeah, well, that, that's how much that. As you get older, you begin to realise that you do. It that is. it genuinely is. I know it all it sounds is. a bit gushy, but it's genuinely true. Your it, friends are the most important thing. In the it world. really is. Well, okay. What rating do you give it? So I, I am going to go a little bit higher than you. Of course. I'm going to go four point five. Fair enough. And what's the reason for the extra point five? Uh, I think the question there is why are you minus point five. <laughs> like I'm not giving giving it a five. Because, you know... Well, that's perfection. I'm sure, it's exactly. Not it's not perfection. But um, it has to be a 4.5. It has to be a 4.5 for the um, emotions it made me feel when I first saw it, for the complete female empowerment, friendship angle. I think it's brilliantly acted. Um, I think performances are amazing. And I just I just love the story. I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. You this is a great that. start. We're in agreement. Yeah. However, I still think you have given me numerous reasons to dump you. No, at the I end haven't. Of the, well, Having okay. your own mind, being a strong man is not a reason to dump you. I have got three reasons after watching this film, after introducing you, sharing this film with you, yep. you know, which is a... It's a well, big yeah, thing. Come on, let's have them. Let's hear them. Okay, number one, you hate Iggy. No, I mean, no, that's no. a pretty no. large reason. Uh, 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 uh. Dislike? No. Go on. Quantify uh, it then. Don't hate Itchy. Oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> fucking reason four, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely livid. No, it's the actress. She over-egged it. And I don't understand why they turned her into bloody Huckleberry Finn. And then she went from Huckleberry Finn to, like, the lead singer of rock. Okay, that's still a reason yeah. to dump you because not only do you hate Iggy, you're now slagging Mary Stuart Masterson, who I adore and was absolutely brilliant in Benny and June, and I can't be dealing. Oh, no. I can't be dealing with it. So that is one reason to dump you. So one. I had no idea I was fighting another one of your films. It's the same, isn't it? She's Benny and June. Okay, so that's li oh god, I'm I, I I'm so cross. Um your set hatred, which you then tried to talk down to, oh, it's overlit. It is overlit. Okay, well, that's the second the second reason because... Well, of course it is, bullshit. because it looked exactly like Murder, She Wrote, so you're always going to play it down. Which is... Like, why would you not want something to look like Murder, She Wrote? Right, that's number two. It's a film, it's not a TV And then wrote. finally, my Jesus third reason to dump you, uh, apparently Ed's a hero. Apparently, Kathy Burke's bastard man husband is a hey, hero. Hey, I didn't say that. I said... I've dump. written down Ed's a hero. <laughs> Is, that's what I heard. That's what you said. No. Well, play it back. I've not got time to do that. The helicopter's going to take FBI. you away. What, what did you hell? say about Ed then? Misguided. I said he's misguided. Mm. I would leave him, but ultimately he tried to make up for it. My God, I think someone's landing a helicopter outside where we're recording this. Don't try and. Deflect from the fact you're about to get down. In the heart of the shitty, the metropolis <laughs> that is London town. Sorry. 
So I've got three reasons to dump you. No, you haven't, because the last one you made up, that Ed is a hero, which, despite the last time I just said it, I never said it. <sighs> You're making excuses for him, which is just equally irritating and... He's not Frankie. Let it go. Oh, okay. Is that, is that all right, though, to make a comparison like that? Okay, I've got two solid reasons to dump you. So you're okay. lucky because it's not five, which is the cut-off point. Oh, is it? So I was not aware of This that. has ended up with two reasons to dump you, which means that you're going to survive to next week Ooh. and another film. But what a film. But what? It's going to be your choice. Oh, it no, is no, It's going choice. to be awful, isn't it? Is it going to be? Is you going to be really dark? Do you know what? You, Just t please don't tell me it's like there will be blood no, or something awful not. like that. Need to watch your mouth. Oh. So, you have given me a journey story, right? You, you've you've introduced me to somebody's journey. You've introduced me to yes, evolution. Yes, exactly. Their, their rebirth, I would say. Exactly. Mm. And oh, what no. better place to be reborn yeah. than the penal institution of Alcatraz? <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be The Rock. Oh, Dwayne Nicholas, Johnson. Oh, no. Nicholas Cage. Oh, no. And Sean Connery's mm. finest hour. What a combination. The Rock. The Rock. Ever always, seen it? Never seen it. Obviously. Excellent. Obviously, I've never seen it. Why would I have seen it? There you go. So we're going to watch The Rock. We are watching The Rock. Oh, I look forward to it. So do I. Did that sound genuine? No. But I'm quite cool. Oh, with it. I look forward to it. And trust me, I have much. Which, I would say better, yeah. but you would say worse choices than that. Oh, you do tantalise. <laughs> well, I like to look after the ladies. Okay, well, let's see what happens next time then when we watch The Rock. See? Do they, see? Do, they do things like that? In yeah, it? of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. I know. Hey, Sean Connery. Oh, oh. Come on. Well, no, Sean's fine, but Nicolas Cage? Please don't. Just okay, done. all right. Well, we'll save that for next time. Yeah, exactly. If you think I've got a few things to say about acting, you wait Listen, till you've seen oh, two the reasons, rock, Two reasons friend. to dump you in this film. So let's, we're on thin ice here. Just the two. Just, yeah, only two. So you've skated through. Oh, well, fair play. Okay, well, thanks for listening. If you listened. It. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you did, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, do whatever you want to do. Um, obviously, you always... Feel free to comment or agree or disagree with anything that you like if you're able to do so on the platform you're listening to it on. Um, we will be back next time, as I said, with the classic mm. The Rock. Don't worry, you won't have to deal with any heartfelt stuff anymore. It's full-out action, front to back, yes, good to be alive type stuff. Yay. I can see you really. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you see she's old. Bring it on. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, we look forward to sharing our thoughts and other reasons to dump each other on our next podcast, episode two of Reasons to Dump You. The podcast that means everything. Everything. everything.